Hey there, Star Wars fans, and welcome to In the Resistance HQ, a weekly family-friendly Star Wars podcast. In today's episode, we're talking about the future of Star Wars on the big screen, in shows, and much more. But not before we talk about some of the week's biggest Star Wars news stories. However, as this is our first episode, we just want to talk about what we're going to be doing on this podcast, what we'll be talking about, and where you can find us. So as we said, we are a family-friendly podcast. So anyone of any age who likes Star Wars can listen to us. We aim for weekly shows. Sometimes we may miss a deadline, but we'll try to upload after that as soon as possible. We'll spend about three quarters of an hour to an hour talking about Star Wars. About half the time will be on the latest Star Wars news stories and the rest on the main theme of our choosing. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Deezer, Podcast Addict and Podchaser. If you find somewhere that we're not on and you think we should be, be sure to tell us. Our Instagram is at in the resistance HQ and I have it linked in the description. You can DM us on there with any questions, requests and so on. Or you can email us at intheresistancehq at gmail.com. We aim to be a positive podcast as much as possible. So we'll accept no negativity or hate in the comment section of YouTube, Instagram, etc. So we can all have a good time and love Star Wars as a community. So with that out of the way, let's start with our news stories. Okay, so you, you haven't heard these news stories. I didn't tell you what they were, I did I? I thought that went pretty well. Yeah, you, so you, that's our scripted bit, guys. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> Joe can really do that. <laughs> You're struggling with that, weren't you? Um, so you, you don't know what these news stories are. I've pulled these out of the bag. Yeah. Um, so our first one is Lego Star Wars have announced their new mosaic sets. Have you seen these? I haven't actually. No. You have. Okay, so you may want to you may want to look them up, otherwise you won't be able to talk about this. <laughs> so Lego Star Wars recently unveiled three new mosaic star sets with Vader, uh, Darth Maul. Actually, I have seen and, them. Yeah, you have Vader, Darth Maul, and Kylo Ren, and then you can put them all three together as a big Vader. So I'm I'm quite excited about these because we haven't really got anything like this in Star Lego Star Wars yet. So these should be quite interesting to see. What what are your thoughts on them i think i think they look a bit too blue i'm not gonna lie yeah in yeah the, the darth the vader, vader one. one like yeah yeah it, it looks like those old tie fighters we got in the early 2000s it's a bit odd yeah because yeah. his look, suit is black i don't know why they're yeah, making yeah. it blue it's a bit weird i think it's meant to be like a reflection but they've gone too blue like, yeah with kylo ren's it works because they did they they did kind of not enough blue to make it look like they've made it blue, you know? Yeah. The thing is, I want all three, but they're 120 quid each, and I'm not going to pay 120 quid for three. Well, actually, I'd want the yeah, big ones. It's a bit on well. the high end. Well, I'm, I'm not paying yeah. 120 quid each for all three, plus a further <laughs> 360 for the Vader. That's right there, that's 720 pounds. Plus, I'd quite like the Iron Man ones, which is, yeah, I'm. <laughs> They're too expensive for my taste, really. But they're, they're, I'd like to get one of them. That should be quite interesting. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I quite like the mall one, but on the mall one, the blue looks so out of place. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure, quite sure about the coloration on the blue one. Yeah. That, that one's an mm. interesting one, though. Uh, so our next news yeah. story is Lucasfilm have finally addressed midichlorians. So this comes from screenman.com. The Disney era has done a solid job of redeeming Lucas's malignant Star Wars prequel trilogy, but so far they've completely avoided midichlorians. The recently published Secrets of the Jedi seems to draw the line under them, 
It's supposedly written by Luke Skywalker, completed shortly before his death in Star Wars The Last Jedi. In one section, Luke mentions midichlorians and dismisses them as irrelevant. During the time of the Galactic Republic, the Jedi used science to explain why some of us feel the Force more strongly than others. Prospective younglings were tested by the Jedi Order for midichlorians, microscopic life forms that reside in all living cells and impart the will of the Force to their hosts. Those with a higher number of midichlorians were able to hear the will of the Force more clearly than others. Personally, I've never been one to worry about how exactly the Force whispers to me. All that matters to me is that it still does. And that's the end of the, the quote from Scream Out. So what are your initial thoughts on that? Um, I don't, I don't actually like how they try and bring science into the Force. I always thought it was like a yeah. mystical Yeah, because the, the, the Force, you know, when you first watch the original trilogy, it, it's that kind of, oh, the Force, magic. And then you get to this and it's just a bit like, yeah, they're just really tiny particles. Mm. It's just like, you know. But I don't think this should be completely discarded because we learnt we learnt them from Master Qui Gon, and yeah. he was one of the most important people in yeah. the Star Wars yeah, universe. I, th- I think the way the article is said, you know, dismiss them as irrelevant is one of the quotes. I think that's that's not maybe the right quote. I think it just shows that there's more. Maybe says that there's more to the Force than what it what the midichlorians show and i like this idea from luke that he doesn't care how he's got the force but it's the fact that he has the force and that's what it cares about i think that's oh, that quote was from luke yeah so that that yeah that bit of the yeah so that, that's a very luke sentiment and i really like that i mean in the clone wars season six it was like a an arc with yoda where he goes to yes the, um, um learn to be a force ghost i like yes. that explanation of the yeah. force because i mean it was still midichlorians and everything but it, it showed that the kind of the midichlorians were controlled by the force priestesses i think yeah yeah which added that it, it made it mystic again and you mm. know, that that was one of the big things that people had problems with, with the prequels they you know with the original trilogy it was kind of new it was original it it, it had the magic and then with the prequels obviously because the setting it was more political and wars and science and that kind of stuff and yeah this was generally one of the mistakes of the prequels so i like how they've they've done this i think it's really good yeah the next um is that brie larson revealed that she auditioned for star wars so it's thought that she probably auditioned for ray um what are your thoughts on brie larson in Star Wars, what would you think that would have been like? I think she would have been great in Star Wars. Would have been, yeah, I think personally, I think Brie Larson gets a bit too much hate. Really, I think. Um, yeah. I I loved Captain Marvel. It's actually one of my favorite Marvel movies. I don't really understand why people hate it so much. I think she did really well in that. I mean, obviously, yeah. I love Daisy as Ray. I think she does a really good Ray. I, th- I think Brie could have worked as Ray as well, certainly. Yeah. Could it make it a bit more diverse, I think. So w- what are your thoughts on Brie as Ray? What do you think that would have been like? I think it would have been amazing for Brie to be a part of Star Wars, yeah. honestly. I think 
she, she's with the Marvel thing. I wouldn't be surprised if we start to see more Marvel actors in Star Wars because I mean I know Star Wars has been kind of about bringing new actors in. You know, we'd never really heard of John or Daisy before Star Wars, but I think it's also got that element of prestige to it. So I think it would be good if they start incorporating maybe some of the these kind of actors who are used to this and I think yeah. Brie Larson could be a very good and useful asset to the Star Wars franchise. Yeah, I think it made it it would have made it quite a bit more diverse, I think. By diverse you mean as in um backgrounds of the actors. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean I think for me Daisy Ridley will always be Ray and I can't imagine Ray as anyone else. I think it would be very good to see her in there. She she's a very good actor. I really like her. Yeah. And then the final new story we have is that A New Hope has been named as one of the UK's most watched films of all time. I think so uh on average Star Wars A New Hope has been watched 11 times. Which is pretty impressive. It's beaten its fourth out of the poll they did, being only by Die Hard, Dirty Dancing, and The Wizard of Oz. Did you say 11 times? That's what it says here. This comes from The Independent. According to the study, the three most rewatched films have been watched a total of 12 times on average, narrowly beating out Star Wars Episode 4 A New Hope, which has been watched on average 11 times. And yeah, what's this per person? I think so. Which which can't be. I mean, I've watched. I love you know. I I love Star Wars. You love Star Wars. I haven't watched New Hope eleven times. I I'd no. say uh, so. Uh, Return of the Jedi is my favorite. I've maybe watched that seven or eight times. I've maybe watched the Last Jedi, which is my second favorite, six or seven. I don't know. I I mean, I was quite surprised that it was a a New Hope. So I think there were a lot of. A New Hope is a popular movie when it comes to the franchise, but it's not the most popular, you know? No. I, th- yeah, I mean, yeah. mind you, I guess it is the place to start, but I think most people, you watch it once, and then Move kind of on. you develop favourites, and you get others. Yeah. I mean, I certainly can't say that I've watched A New Hope 11 times. No. No. I think if it, if it was going to be any of the movies, I would say it would be Return of the Jedi or Revenge of the Sith as the top one, or maybe Empire. Mm. But I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Empire, which is something I'm very ashamed of. But, <laughs> I love know. the Empire. I, I, I don't know why. I just... Empire Strikes Back is something... Everyone talks about it. It's the greatest stars movie. I, I just can't like it. I don't know I, why. Yeah. I think it's mediocre, overrated. It just doesn't excite me. And I, I don't know why that is. So I want it to, but it just doesn't. Is it the CGI? I, I don't know. But yeah, so I, I was slightly surprised by this. But I, it's certainly yeah. good that it's as high as it is. I think that's pretty cool. Woo! Go. Same. Go start with that. in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> pretty cool. Uh, so that is all of our news stories for this week. Now we're moving on to the main section and so this week we are talking about the future of star wars so 
the kind of stuff Star Wars is going to be moving into. What did you do there? Um, it's a clap. Celebration. <laughs> oh, yeah. Woo! Um, so what Star Wars is going to be moving into? Um, what, I'm excited. What, what we're going to be seeing from the future. So obviously we're going to be starting with The Mandalorian Season 2, which I am Wait. very excited for. That comes out in October, doesn't it? October or November, definitely. Yeah. So yeah. I'm look. I'm, I'm main thing I'm looking forward to for this, or one of the main things, is being able to watch it with the rest of the world. Because last oh, yeah. time, <laughs> last time we had to watch it. Well, you watched it illegally on time. Know what you're talking about? <laughs> but because of, <laughs> so you can probably tell we're from the UK. We didn't get Disney Plus until March. March? March, February? March 30th. Yeah, it was March. March 31st, so April, basically. Yeah. And then they release Mandalorian each week. So we can watch it until five months after the, the US, which wasn't fun. Annoying. Yeah, so no. I'm really looking forward to be able to watch this with everybody else. So we have, at the moment, Rosiero Dawson as Ahsoka Tano in live action, which has now been confirmed. How are you feeling Cannot about that? I cannot wait for that. Oh, it's going to be so sick. I mean, there's a part of me who thinks, no, they may, they may mess it up with live action and she yeah. should stay in animation, because, you know, but I'm a, still a, excited. Ahsoka's a cartoon character. She, she yeah. But no, I'm looking... And there's a, there is... Though I'm looking forward to Rosie Dawson playing it, I think she's right for it. I think... I'm not sure... I would have liked if they'd had Ashley do it. Because Ashley... With the voice. Because she, well, she does acting as well. Mm-hmm. She's also an actress, and you know she's been Ahsoka since season one, episode one of the Clone. She's she's been Ahsoka since the Clone Wars movie. Yeah, you know, she 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 is Ahsoka Tano, and she she's got her whole. She knows that character the best. Yeah, and you know she's got her her universe. I think clothing brand half the stuff they do is Ahsoka. You know, and mm. I. From what I've read, she's feeling a bit miffed about not being a Soko in this. But I, th- I, th- I think it's just good we're getting her in live action. I don't know how, but I don't know how they would um, transform Ashley into a Soko. I don't think she looks like her at all. Yeah, uh, Rosie has got that kind. Of, she's got the right face. Yeah, I think. Because uh, did you see that fan art a while ago? She she said about two or three years ago, "Oh, I'd love to play a Soko in live action," and someone yeah. drew a fan art of her. Did you see that? I did, yeah. Yeah, it looked very good. Um, we also have Katie Sackhoff as Bo-Katan confirmed, which is going to be interesting. I am looking forward to Bo-Katan. Is she going to be in The Mandalorian? Yeah. Alongside Ahsoka and Sabine, Everybody else, yeah. Maybe? So, yeah, so we have Katie... So Bo-Katan in The Mandalorian, what, what are your... Thoughts on this? I think she belongs in the Mandalorian. She does. She is she, a Mandalorian. She, she, she's she like is, the main Mandalorian. She's the, she's the Mandalorian through and through. She's, yeah. I, mm. My only concern is, I mean, I know it's called the Mandalorian, but it's not set on Mandalore yet. So, we, so what this says to me is either that Bogotan maybe lost control of Mandalore or they're actually going to go to Mandalore. And if they go to Mandalore, whoo, that'd be so cool. Indeed. Yeah. If, if they went to Mandalore, I would be so happy. I swear. We also have, uh, so related to 
Kate Sackhoff as Berktown. We have Sasha Banks as Sabine. Now, this is a rumour. It's a strong rumour, but it's still a rumour. So it's not been confirmed yet. You, so they, they seem to be, to me, going on a big drive of bringing cartoon characters into live action this season. What are you kind of thinking about that? Do you like it? Do you not? I do like it. I think... Do, yeah. As I, I don't really mind if it's animated or live action as long as we get mm. these characters yeah, I think that we all love. The more we see them, the better it's going to be. Have you watched Bebbles? I have, yeah. Mm. It's a great show. So, I mean, you, you've got the picture of Sasha Banks there, haven't you? You've got, you know what she looks like. Yeah. Yeah. And she looks very like Sabine. I mean, she's already got purple hair, which is handy. Because <laughs> yes. Sabine has to break. She, 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 she's got the, the right kind of stature and stuff. How many so times what? has Sabine changed the hair? She changes it season one, season three, season four. And halfway through season four. She changes it four times or something. It's ridiculous. <laughs> she has great hair, Sabine. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to her as... Speed. We also have Tamara Morrison confirmed to be in The Mandalorian. What's not confirmed is his role. So the main, the main line, of, yes, very interesting. The main line of thinking <laughs> is that he's going to be playing Boba Fett because we heard, I think it was the end of the Gunslinger episode. People heard what he thought was that his sound or something. I don't know. What are you thinking about seeing Boba Fett a survive? being back in live action with a good storyline. I mean, Boba Fett is a is a fan favourite. Unfortunately, yeah, he, he didn't get much live action yeah. screen time, so this will be a good opportunity for yeah. Disney to extend his character and what he'll do in the future. Yeah. I mean, think with Bobby, he just looks cool. He's just one of those <laughs> yeah. characters who just looks cool. Um, and it's also women that Tamara Morrison may be coming back as the one and only Captain Rex. Woo! Yay! She, he would probably be with uh, Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Maybe imagine, trying to find Ezra? Yeah. I mean, imagine if we got Rex in live action. I think... Wasn't he in... Um, it wasn't premeditated, but wasn't he in... Yes, in Return, Return of, the of the Jedi. Jedi yeah. If we, because the main problem a lot of people have with this is that what's he going to do about the aging thing? Because obviously they yeah. double the weight. But apparently, um, there there was a way that they could stop the um, double aging. So it could be that he's just done that because b- before the before he found the rebels and cells rebels, he didn't really have anything necessarily to live longer for. It was just him, Wolf, and Gregor on that ATTE in the middle of a desert planet. But you know, living now, the rest of their life. Yeah, yeah. and it, those two would age the same age as him. But now that he's got this family, almost he can. There's something for him to live longer. There's for. a purpose for him. Yeah. So, if I mean, if we saw Rex in live action, that'd just be the coolest Amazing. thing. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So. One concern I've heard voice is that, is this too much? Are we getting too many new characters in this? I mean, last season we got Baby Yoda as the big person. Now we're getting Ahsoka and Bo-Katan and Boba Fett. 
and Lex and Sabine. Is it just too much? You know? It depends how it depends how they do it. If they do it all in um one season of The Mandalorian, I think it would be. But if they do it over time, they release yeah. them into start uh into it, the new Yeah. If they if they put Ahsoka if they put all of them in one episode. That'd I be think far that, too that, much, yeah. Yeah, if they just but they need to introduce them and oversee them. I think you know, now that the whole thing about Ahsoka's spread, then I think the problem Disney have got is that it got leaked and it got out. And I don't think it's actually confirmed that she's playing Ahsoka yet, but it's, you know, everyone knows she is. It practically is, yeah. yeah. But Who else ha- is she going to be playing? Yeah, Disney couldn't do it on their own terms. So people have know that Ahsoka's in here and they're now doing their own headcanon, making stuff up for it. And... What they may be doing is introducing her in kind of like the last shot of the last episode as a teaser. Kind of like Luke in The Force Awakens. Yeah, because they weren't thinking that it would get leaked. They were like, oh yeah. my God, it's going to be... Because they managed to keep Baby Yoda completely quiet somehow. Mm. You know, they were thinking they were going to do that. And that would have then worked. But now that it's leaked, if they do that, they're going to get a whole load of criticism for it. Yeah. But if it hadn't leaked, it would, so, so that, that puts them in a very difficult position. So I'm, I mean, I'm, personally, I wouldn't mind as long as Ahsoka is now in live action. And yeah. She'll be in live action in the future. Yeah. But I know other people would mind. Be very disappointed, yeah. Because, yeah. as, as I said, that's the problem where they've got people who have started to make their own headcanon about this. But I, I think this could be a very, very good season. And I'm, I mean, even better than the last one. The last one was so good. I'm really looking yeah. forward to this. This is going to be, be amazing. Hopefully. We also have Kenobi coming out in 2022. I'm so excited yeah. for this. Hello Join, there. S- sign, the, sign the petition to get this named Hello There. I hope it is, honestly. You, you know, you know, Yuma come out and said that he wants it to be called Hello There. <laughs> That'd be so Perhaps cool. Perhaps he can change it to be called Hello There. That would be awesome. Hello there. Kenobi, <laughs> you are a boy. That, that's my general grievous voice. It's great. Thank you. Get Hulk and Obi. Get Hulk and Obi. I sound like Goot gone wrong. Not Goot. Um, that character from Lord of the Rings. Gollum. The wing dude. Gollum. I sound like a mix of yeah. Gollum and Goot. Yeah. I <laughs> um, So it's said to be released in 2022, so it's still got two more years to wait, which sucks. But, oh well, eh? Yeah, I I heard the um starting production in August, mid August. Yes. I don't know where from. I think it's just as, as soon as they can. They're going yeah. Because what what I heard. So have you heard about the original script? No. Oh, oh God, it was shocking. Absolutely shocking. Like, what happens in like it? Like bad. So it was still called Kenobi and everything. Yeah. But I mean. This is, yeah. What was going to happen was that it will be about a bounty hunter looking, like searching for Obi-Wan and the adventures that they had whilst they were doing it. And then come like the last minute of the last episode, no. they'd find Obi-Wan. And that'd be it. But it's called Kenobi. How can exactly, they do that? Exactly. <laughs> uh, as you can imagine, that script got scrapped. Hmm. 
Mm. I think if it, if it was Maul, it would have been better, but still, no. Yeah. But they already showed what Maul yeah. did in Rebels, so they couldn't I have think, done that. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been a complete disaster, I think. Yeah, yeah. they would have flopped. <laughs> yeah. Um, but do you know who the director is? No. So it's Deborah Chow, who did yeah, episode yeah, yeah. three of The Mandalorian. Uh, the Sin? That, the she's, one... the, she's the bounty hunter. No, that's... Um, Fennec Shan, Mignal Wen. Hello? Hi. Yeah. <laughs> that, so, um, the bounty hunter was played by Mignal Wen, who's Melinda May in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't know if you watched that. The one who had the bounty on her? Yeah. That yeah, was, yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's not Deborah Chow. But that's by the not... way, if you, if you haven't watched Agents of Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., go and watch it. It's a great show. I haven't watched it. <laughs> but Pompey from Marvel here. Um, <laughs> <I gotta> see. <laughs> if um, so, De- Deborah Chow is just one of the directors. Um, she did she did the one where Mando goes back and rescues the child, Baby Yoda, and they they have that bit where in the firefight, where all the Mandalorians come down in the jetpacks. Mm-hmm. That's such a cool scene. It so, is, yeah. When the, all uh, the Mandalorians come out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not sure how I feel about having one director doing all of it. I think one thing that worked for me with The Mandalorian was that all the episodes were slightly different and they were interesting. But because they had one overseer, basically Dave and John, it all fit fit together and it worked. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not sure how it's going to work just having one director. But it should be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Definitely. Mm. I mean, it could be better. It could be worse because having one direction, one director means that. Um, wait, is it he or is she? It's Deborah. So is she. Yeah. Um, she has all the control over the set, so um, yeah. it's completely her creative mm. ideas. But with two, you have already two creative ideas, and then they can merge together to mm. perhaps make it better. Did you watch um, Disney Gallery, The Mandalorian? I think I watched a part of one of the episodes. Yeah, I'd wa- if you haven't watched it, guys, go and watch that. That's, that was definitely a good, a good thing. I, re- I really enjoyed that season, that. We also have, coming in 2021, the Cassian Andor show. Now, What's that going to consist of? So, I'm... Um, from what I heard, it's kind of going to be like a spy thriller western thing. Mm-hmm. One of the things, so don't get me wrong here, I'm excited for this. I'm looking forward to it. But who asked for Cassian Andor show? Yeah, like they could have done. There's like they could have done Mace Windu. They could have done anything else. You could have done. But a they did Cassian Andor. So dedicated to like Boba Fett or something. Yeah. Or Lando. Or a solo series but you choose Cassian Andor there are so many more mm. um and more I'm, prevalent characters I'm very excited for it I'm interested for it I'm certainly going to watch it but I, I, I'm just confused as to where their thinking came from with this yeah um so the cast is Diego Luna is Cassian he played Cassian in Rogue One Alan Tudyk as K2SO so we, we do have K2SO in here, which is good. Uh, Genevieve O'Reilly as Mon Mothma. 
So he's definitely with the rebels. Must be like the start of the rebellion. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So kind of similar to rebels, perhaps. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, Then we have Denise Goch to be confirmed, Carl Soller to be confirmed, and Stellan Skarsgård to be confirmed. So that those last two, we don't know their characters yet. Now, Denise Goch. I hope I'm saying that right. She, from her, she looks, she looks around about Diego Luna's age. I think there's a very good chance she could be like the love interest, female partner kind of thing here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's probably going to be her role. Carl Soller, I think, is either going to be a big bad. So it's kind of like, the oh what's he called from rebels in the first two seasons um the the dude with the blonde hair oh what's he called help me here joe i don't know what um, you're talking about you're on your own <laughs> <laughs> you, you know rebels Star Wars rebels i'm about to look up blonde haired dude rebels Stop. season yeah, one what's to two called? um the, the the imperial dude Oh, Agent Callus. Callus, that's it. Yeah. Who's who's kind of like their kind of their age, ambitious imperial officer kind of thing. So I think Castle is either mm. going to be like that kind of character, who then comes to the rebellion, or just like Cassian's best friend. But Cassian yeah. seems like the kind of person who wouldn't have a lot of best friends. Like n- n- no offense to Cassian, but that's not really his character. He kind of puts the mission before anything. Yes. Yeah. Else. Mm. And then we, lastly, we have now. Let's hope I stay this right. Skellen Skarsgård, and he plays Eric in um, Thor and Thor: The Dark World in the MCU. So he has MCU acting experience already. Oh, and he played him in Avengers as well. Um, so he, for me, he's either going to be one of the big. Rebel leaders, who's like a father figure to Cassian, or he's going to be that kind of, pardon? To guide him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or he's going to be kind of some sort of an overarching, intimidating, thorn-like imperial officer. Yes. So uh, he could be two very different characters. And speaking of Thrawn, do you think he could be in the um, Mandalorian or Ahsoka series? When they're trying to fight Ezra? I don't think he's going to be in Mandalorian. I think mm. so. So Dave, there's been rumours for a while about a Rebels sequel. And I yeah. think it's not going to be called Rebels. Don't be called Rebels sequel, Rebels sequel 5. I think it's going to be its own thing. I, I think it may be the Ahsoka series. And that might be like season one of the Ahsoka series. Is Ahsoka finding... Ezra and stuff and going on the hunt yeah that that's very plausible Um, and that that's when we get Thorn and then Thorn is again the big bad of the Ahsoka series Mm -hmm. or Vader so I can't see him turning good (laughs) no (laughs) but the Ahsoka series still isn't confirmed yet that that's still a rumor yeah yeah but no I'm I'm yeah if that happens I'll be very very excited yeah our next thing coming up in 2022 is the next film being directed by the one and only 
Tiger Watiti. We love Tiger Watiti. He's the best. Of course. Yeah. Tiger Watiti is just like, you can't not love Tiger Hi, my name is Cork. I'm kind of like the leader in here. This is my terrible New Zealand accent. What do you think? <laughs> I know. Sheer quality. It's just also being co-written by Christy Wilson Khan, who did 1917, which from all accounts is a very oh, good movie. Uh, yeah, it is. I, I haven't watched that yet. I, I've, I was just about to watch that again for the second time. I've got it. Soon. Literally, it's sitting on my table in my room, the, the DVD <laughs> that I need to watch. It's kind of like a mini Lord of the Rings. Like, they mm. go on a quest, kind of. Yeah. So, so that, that film is going to be very, very, very good, I think. Yes. Um, we don't... So it's certainly going to be part of a trilogy. We don't know if uh, Taika and Christy are doing the entire trilogy or just this film. I hope they're doing the entire trilogy. I think it would be awesome if they did the entire trilogy. But even if we just get one film from Taika, that would be, like, the best thing. Hopefully we don't do a JJ Ryan JJ for the new trilogy. Yes. Because, and I think it, even if they do have several directors, they need to have one executive oversight from the start. Because the problem, yeah. the problem with the sequels, and I, I just want to quickly mention this now. When, I don't, I don't want to be one of those podcasts that are like, oh, sequels, sequels are taboo. We're not going to talk about the sequels. You know, People didn't like them. Okay. We're still going to yeah. talk about them. I mean, Joe and I... Yeah. Joe and I have different opinions on sequels. Certainly. <laughs> but we, we still want to talk about them because, as you said, they're a part of Star Wars and they're something that, even though you may not like so much, they're still part of something that we love and we don't want to hide away from them. I think cause that would just drive everything underground. So... so People, we are going to talk about sequels, but don't worry, I love them. So it's always going to be positive for me. And Joe may, doesn't love them as much as me, but he still has, he's still going to talk positively about them. I'm still going to try and be positive. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yes, as I was saying, that, that, that you were saying here for the moment. <laughs> I, went, I went then. Um, as you were saying, that was one of the problems with the sequels that we had JJ Ryan, JJ. And no overseer. So, you know, kind of, JJ went Kathleen? down. Yeah, but Kathy, she didn't have much, she kind of left it up to JJ and Ryan to pretty much write what they wanted. And she was like, yeah, that worked. But for you know? the Rise of Skywalker, I thought she fired multiple directors. It was just Colin. It was just, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I, th- I think if they do do, and it would be great if they had someone like, Dave Filoni, who worked yes. directly on the creative team, writing it with every single mm. director, and they had a clear plan from the start. Because with the sequels, they didn't have a clear plan, and Kathy wasn't on the creative team. She, she was just the, kind of the one that signed to approve it, you know? And mm. I, th- I think that's one of the... Because, you know, JJ took it in one direction. Vine was like, that was good but I'm going to take it over here. And JJ was like, okay, I see what you're doing there. 
Well, I'm going to switch it over and take it but, over there. But, I'm, I'm going to switch <laughs> it over, but go even more over there now, because that, that was where I wanted to go. And if it was my thing, I would have gone in a diagonal line that way. But instead, you know, and I think mm. the, the sequels with, had they stayed with Colin Trevaj, Jewel of the Fates, I think it would have worked a lot better because Colin and Ryan worked very closely on The Last Jedi and very closely on The Jewel of the Fates. So those movies were directly... Because The Last Jedi wasn't too far away from Force Awakens. It wasn't like the kind of the gap between Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. So... I mean, it was just a couple minutes away. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, like, the style, stylistically. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think it would have worked better if they had, you know, if all the directors had worked together on it. And I think that's what they need to make sure they do with this next trilogy, is just have everyone working together and have the overseer so they have that clear plan from the start and that stylistic choice. And yeah. that's, how, that's how they can make it work. And that's how it's going to shine. So even if they do get different directors, um, they'll stick to the plan from the beginning. Yeah. And although they'll have some creative control, it won't be do whatever you want. Because with yeah. the sequels, it was just do whatever you want. You know? Yeah. We also have the Make Solo 2 Happen movement that flared about two or three weeks ago for the second anniversary of Solo 2. Big question. Do you want to see Solo 2 happen? I just want Darth Maul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't really care about Solo, to be honest. That, that's the thing. You know, be interesting to see Solo 2. But we want Solo 2 for the Darth Maul content. Let, let, yeah. Let's all be real here. <laughs> I, I loved Solo. I thought it was a great movie. And I would love to see Solo 2 happen. I think I would like to see it as a movie. But I honestly wouldn't care if they did it as a series. Yeah? Yeah. I think it, it could be a, a very good series with the kind of style it's in. I, th- I think mm. Solo 2 is a very real possibility. And I think it would be so good if it did happen. Yeah. yeah. Well, like at the beginning of the series or movie, it'd be like more how he lost control of the crime syndicates, and then yeah. how, when he went to Malakor or something. Yeah, or wherever he was. On oh, he was on Dathomir. No, no. Oh, sorry, that, yeah, yeah, um, sorry. The ancient, yeah. ancient Sith world yeah, and it, Rebels. In Solo Two, he was on Dathomir. And then he got to Rebel, he got to Malak. So how we, so we could do flashbacks to how we lost control of Mandalore and then move forward to how we, came, how we lost control of Crimson Dawn. He has a habit of losing yeah. control of stuff, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. I think Darth Maul is just kind of doomed to fail, really. So hold on a sec. Did I just say we're going to find out how Maul lost control of Mandalore? For God's sake. Did, did I, I not watch season seven? Did I not watch season seven of Clone Wars? I'm so embarrassed. Oh my god, we've gone. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. We've gone. Okay. 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 My. 
And uh, we just know... have season seven yeah. in live action. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys, we know how more lost control of Mandalore. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm not a complete idiot. I, I do know how that happened. Whoops. Um. Yeah. So we we don't need that. We also don't need to know how we formed Crimson Dawn because we also know that. So we just need to know how we lost control of Crimson Dawn. Then we'll be good. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> That went well. So, our penultimate item on my list is the Ryan Johnson trilogy, which has now been confirmed. Go. Mm. Come on, Joe, you've got to say something. Um, I, I don't know anything about the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Uh, I don't know what it's going to be about or no, how it, it's yeah, so, what so gonna do with it. all we know so far is that Ryan Johnson is getting a trilogy. That's all anybody knows. Apart from is Ryan. it going to be in this Star Wars universe or is it? What do you mean in this Star Wars universe? In this in the Skywalker saga era? Yeah. Joe, you know as much as I do, <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. so, so I mean, I don't know. I I would kind of like. A trilogy set in the Old Republic or the High Republic because we don't really know much from mm. before the sequel. The, th- the thing with Ryan Johnson is he has quite a different take on Star Wars to a lot of people. He's mm. well, as kind of JJ and George were involved in kind of the happy, you know, let's all be one big family, let's go on an adventure with the Force kind of thing. You know, that kind mm, yeah. of happy, clappy stuff. Not to say that I don't like... I I still like that. (laughs) I wasn't kind of disregarding that. I still like that. Ryan has... Ryan's kind of more about, like, the big adventure. Like, the the big story and the the more serious stuff and the more serious aspects of the Force. And if someone told me that before I watched The Last Jedi, like, that's what this movie's going to be like, I would have been like, I'm going to hate this. But I loved it. Last Jedi was my second favourite Star Wars movie. Whereas, the first would be? Return of the Jedi, of course. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas if you say to a prequel fan, you know, Me. big adventure, dark aspects of the Force, a lot of them would say, bring it on, that sounds amazing. Whereas yeah. in, in my experience, prequel fans were the ones that hated The Last Jedi the most. Yes. Which is, it's interesting. So I, I don't know how he managed to do that to completely switch the tables, but he didn't, he did it very well. So I think it's very likely that Ryan's trilogy will be Old Republic. I think he's, he, that, that's the kind of thing that suits him. Yeah. You know? And I think he, he is the, the man to do something for the Old Republic. I guess it could be like around the time of Darth Bane, now he forms the Rule of Two. Yes, and, and that kind of the them going underground, yes. Yes. And the kind of the Jedi work, that could be very, very effective. And I think in Ryan's hands, that would be very, very good. Mm. Like, like, no matter what your thoughts on The Last Jedi, that would be a... You take The Last Jedi and put it in the old Republic era, that, that style, that would be very effective. Yeah, without, yeah. without the Rose and Finn side quest. I think... <laughs> with, with Rose... <clears throat> Had we had Jewel of the Fates, she would have been a much better character. Because Rose was developed with Colin for a very big role in Jewel of the Fates. 
Have you have you read the Jewel of the Fate script? No. No. So, so quick quick spoiler, but doesn't really matter. In in Jewel of the Fates, she they go to the Jedi Temple on Coruscant to send yeah. out a beacon to everyone to basically come overthrow the First Order, and they use this old transponder thing in the Jedi Temple that can get past the First Order's communications blockade because it's so old. And Rose is essentially like one of the ones that basically fixes that and does that. And she also, I think, helps rally the citizens to rise up against the First Order. So she would have oh, had a... Oh, re- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I... So she would have had a really big role in that. And I think she would have made a lot more sense. Yeah. That's my little indefensive Rose thing. But I yeah. do want to see more on Coruscant in live action. Yeah. Because all we saw in the prequels was a green screen. We didn't... Yeah. really get in depth and yeah. we saw the oh, politics which we, we saw a bit more on clone wars but yeah so there was supposed to be that there was supposed to be the course on underworld tv series that george made scripts for like 50 episodes of and then was scrapped and there was supposed to be i know yeah there was supposed to be course on uh 1313 the video game which was again lower levels of course on but for some reason everyone just keeps scrapping course on i don't know why Mm. I want to get some more of the separatist home world, home worlds as well. Yeah, we, we, only we got never like really see one separatist. Of that yeah. Now I think it's time to move on to the biggest Star Wars thing at the moment, which is, of course, the most preposterous rumor of the last ten thousand years, which is that Disney are going to cancel and rewrite, rewrite, <laughs> and rewrite <laughs> the Star Wars sequels yay <laughs> i mean how can anybody believe this i know like i think people believe it because they want to believe yeah. it but it's just never gonna happen i mean the, the guy who let, let me just look this up quickly so, so the guy who did this who, who came up with the rumor has the most ridiculous name it's kind of like someone deadpool dvd or something and i'm like you know you've you've got a name like that i'm not gonna trust you you know no (laughs) yeah you know and he um he so he's basically claiming that what's gonna happen is there were these mirror things in Palpatine's throne room in, um, that, here we go, uh. Oh, yeah, I've seen, yeah, yeah. I think I've seen Uh, YouTube known as Doomcock, Doomcock DVD or something. Lovely. Yeah. Um, so basically what he's claiming is happening is that they're going to use this mirror thing in, um, Palpatine's throne room in the Death Star in my skull could go back in time and create an alternate timeline. So kind of like the worlds between worlds? Yes, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so what? That is just like, <laughs> just the most ridiculous thing. I mean, if they're going to do it, they will just cancel the sequels and say, yeah, these no longer count, we're going to redo them. You know? Mm-hmm. They're not going to mess with time travel. I think they... Disney very much learnt their lesson on time travel when it came to Endgame. Yes. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Endgame. I think it's a great movie. But the time travel in it's awful. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, 
but it's confusing. But there's so many flaws. And... Yeah, it's confusing. They use alternate, like, for those of you, quick spoiler, skip ahead two minutes or something, if you haven't watched Endgame. Um, so, future Nebula, so, like, 2023 Nebula kills 2014 Nebula, but 2023 Nebula survives. That wouldn't happen. She'd die. Yeah. This whole alternate timeline, quote unquote, that doesn't exist. You have one timeline. That's what happens. That was the whole thing about getting the time stones back is that they wanted to have one timeline. Nebula would have died if there was one timeline. Thing is, and they make, they cross their own walls off. Like the grandfather paradox, which is basically, if you go back in time and kill your grandfather, your grandfather would never have been alive to have you. So you could have never gone in time, back in time and killed your exactly. grandfather. So your grandfather would have survived and had you. So you could have gone back in time and, and just an endless time loop. It goes on and on and yeah. on. And Bruce Banner, Smart Hulk, literally explains that saying, so when um, War Machine's like, why can't we go and kill ba- baby Thanos? He literally explains that. They then go and break that wall to get all the Infinity Stones. It's impossible. And, you know, that whole... So it's, the movie is so contradicting. Yeah. And it's funny. They say Back to the Future is a load of not so sensible stuff. Nonsense. <laughs> and, yes. And um, they, yeah, Back to the Future, the first one, is actually one of the most accurate time travel things I've ever seen. But we don't have... actually know how time travel would work because... Yeah, but the, 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 the grandfather paradox is a fairly safe bet because what happens in Back to the Future is he go back, goes back in time, mm. he breaks up his mum and dad for meeting, and so he starts to fade away. But, I mean, yeah. it, it doesn't completely follow it, but it, it's got the essence. And I think if you've got if you're going to do time travel, you've got to do it like they do it in Harry Potter, where what happens always happens because you change it. So, so you never experience any other timeline, ever. What what happens will always happen. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do to change that. Y- you know what I mean? I think that's kind of with Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban as yeah, well. Yeah, that, 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 that's why Harry Potter works. Yeah. Mm. Do I think... But then, but then they kind of did a Marvel as well, an Endgame as well, because in the Cursed Child, they broke all of the rules that they had Cursed previous, Child isn't, previously Cursed Child established. Isn't Harry, Cursed Child isn't Harry Potter canon. I'm gonna put it out there. It is, but no one considers it as canon because it's so terrible. Yeah, <laughs> I, I liked it, I liked it as a show, but as Harry Potter, it's no. not Harry Potter. <laughs> it, mm. Yeah, the, the thing with the sequels cancelled is there's so much evidence that they're obviously not. I mean, yeah. for for one, sequel haters will use the excuse that nobody likes the sequels. So what? Yeah. And I, I've explained this to you before, haven't I? In my experience, yeah. more people like the sequels than dislike them. But less you, people actually talk about it because yeah, there's so much hate yeah, against if, it. If you like something, you, you're not going to go around everywhere on every chat, on every comment section, talking about it. Whereas if you hate something, you are. So it makes yeah. it seem like there's tons more people. And I think if you're a sequel hater... Generally, you don't subscribe to like YouTube channels or something that like the sequels. You you just don't do it. Whereas if you like the sequels, 
you're more likely to look for those channels, but you're still subscribed to people who don't like the sequels because it doesn't really affect you. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, another thing is that the media and you, so, so the kind of demographic of the people that hate the sequels are kind of 20 to 35 prequel lovers for, for some reason. And not I've got anything against prequel lovers, but th- that's just the demographic. And th- that kind of age group control the YouTube demographic and the media demographic. Yeah. So, so they're the most vocal. So that's what people see. Whereas I think from my experience in the podcasting industry, you know, from listening to people, there are a lot more people who like the sequels. I think there are fewer people that are that kind of age demographic, mm-hmm. which is interesting. But I think with this, with this whole sequel cancel thing, you've got kind of the the hate the haters who are kind of like, yes, this is great, this could be so good, I can't wait, I'm so happy we've succeeded, and then those kind of extremist sequel lovers who only really like sequels because they do exist apparently I'm not a fan of anyone who's an extremist of any trilogy I think just like all of them and you'll have a good time yeah and you've got those two sides you know almost from a civil war kind of thing like this is gonna happen we love it we hate it blah 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 and then you've got kind of the other 50% of people in the middle going what are you people on about this is obviously not going to happen you know and I think one of the most compelling arguments I've heard is that Disney have invested millions and millions of pounds in making Star Wars theme parks so they've got Galaxy's Edge Orlando and I think they're opening up definitely Galaxy's Edge Anaheim and maybe somewhere else and those locations I wish we haven't even got Disneyland here those locations are very sequel themed you've got you've got stuff like resistance reborn that's a sequel thing you know they spent millions of pounds to build they weren't they're not going to build them and carry on building them if they're going to redo the sequels you know yeah galaxy's edge is very um sequels heavy yeah they wouldn't have done that if they were going to scrap them and start over it's just a bit like Seriously, guys, I, yeah, I, I think it's a bit optimistic of some people to think this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I think it's odd because even people you wouldn't expect to say it's going to happen are saying it's going to happen because they want it to happen. Like, the main morning that it started blowing up, you know the channel Star Wars Theory, I'm guessing, Yes. He'd done a video about it, and I saw that, and I literally felt sick. Look at the title, saying, oh, my God, do you think this is going to happen? And I watched the video, and he was saying it was going to happen. It might happen because he wanted it to. And I'm just like, okay, you know, it, it's obviously not going to happen now, but I think a lot of people are just saying that it's going to happen because they want it to, which is unfortunate. Yeah. But w- w- what would you think... If this was announced, that they're, they're going to um, be cancelled. I don't think they should be cancelled. I think they should move on from it and try and make Star Wars better without restarting it. Because um, no one's going to forget the sequel is just like that. It's going to stay. And so, 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 do you want them to do it? 
would, would you be happy if I, they did I that? don't like the sequels, but I don't want them to do it at the same mm. time. It's <laughs> See, hard to explain. That, that's very interesting to me. Three months ago, when we first started, you know, when we had that big sequels argument, yeah. you were kind of like, I hate the sequels. They're awful. They should be decanonized. You've got to redo them. We've got to scrap them. They're terrible. You didn't say you should, they should redo them. You did. did. I? Yeah. Oh, okay. And now three months later, <laughs> you're like, yeah, no, I don't really, I don't really want that to happen. I'm much more conservative about it now. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't say so I say, I'd say you've, I was telling, speaking about this to you the other week, you've kind of grown to like them a bit more, I think. Which is I good. haven't grown to like them, I've grown to accept to, to, them. Yeah, to accept them and respect them a bit more. Yeah. I mean, I, as I said to you, I think there is some part of you that actually quite likes them. But I mean, they're still Star Wars, so. Yeah. Or like, likes the actual movies. But, mm-hmm. yeah. So, guys, don't worry, that's not going to happen. But I think we're probably approaching the, the end of our time here. So I think it's been a great show. Well done, man. Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, listeners. Subscribe wherever you're listening to this on. It helps us out a lot. Uh, we should be posting next Sunday as well, hopefully, if I write the script. And uh, anything else you want to say before we um, sign off? I think this was a good start to the podcast. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. those wise words of wisdom. <laughs> so we'll see you guys next week. May the force be with you. May Always. the force be with you.